we even get into it, my favorite Nolan is present Nolan. Really? Yeah, I like current Nolan. Nolan current Nolan is a mix of real realistic slash piece of shit slash whore slash he still has a little bit of Christian element, but he's mostly a piece of shit. And I enjoy pieces of shit. Well, yeah, but it's definitely the degenerateness in you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like Nolan. I I always even well, I guess I really didn't like uh, old Christian Cuck Nolan, but Thank you. But I still, I still had the best hopes for him. Uh, whatever he had chosen to do, well, the Nolan I didn't like was uh, Chubby Nolan from Middle School, <laughs> who was absolutely psychotic, aggressive, man. the most uncool Nolan for uh, sure. I really didn't know that Nolan. I just knew of that Nolan from Shady, well, who was my bus. She's like you and you and my friend Sh- uh, Nolan would really like each other, Cabin. I'm like I don't want to meet that fucking. Psycho. You don't remember? And you and me were just on the on the field, and Nolan came around. Let me set set the stage for my moving to Valley Springs and meeting all these degenerates, these these okay. countrified folks. So first, <laughs> I was raised in. Livermore, California, where I was like a a proper young boy. Um, my mom ran it daycare. I was in like first grade. I had friends with um this really tall black girl named Keandra. She was like five ten. The rest of us were like a foot and a half, like sh- 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 shorter, or like how tall she was. She was really tall at the time. And we had this. I had this other friend named R- R- River. So I had Keandra and River. And River, his dad was a Hell's Angel, like biker. So between them, I like the. And and then I was like a psychopath. So between us, we like ran the daycare. There's this kid named Alex, who we used to corner and we'd like beat the shit out of him, and then we'd make him cry. But then when my mom would come by, we'd tickle him. So then he'd start laughing and like blah blah, and then she'd pass, and we get back to like beating on him again. Um, and then from there, my mom and dad didn't want us to live in the city anymore. They thought it was like bad for us, like culturally. Um, so they moved us out. My mom always wanted to have horses and stuff, so they they learned about Valley Springs from I don't know who. I think my dad was just driving through one day, and then they decided on that on a house. They moved us in, um, and then, yeah, the first person in the group I think that I met that you guys know is probably like Elijah, um, but in elementary school, I was just quiet, stuttering. I'd read my books. So I was like a very angry little kid. I'd sit in the corner of like recess and just like read a book where I'd play like other ball, and I, me and the other uh, trashy white kids would get in like little struggles. Um, you would play tetherball by yourself. <laughs> no, I would play with like uh, I would play with like James King with like Jake King and like and like uh, Zach and like those guys, all the guys who were from like the trailer park. Um, and then we would like, and then we would play like the, the wrong way, like the and we'd like throw the rope and stuff. And that's how I met um, Trevor because he was playing tetherball and we were like in line together. And then he was like, hey, well, uh, do you like Star Wars? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, oh, awesome. We're friends now. And I was like, okay, cool. And then uh, Trevor would use me as, like, muscle when, like, he got – when he would, like, screw around, like, fuck around with, like, a larger kid. Then he would, like, come crying to me and be like, Nolan, so-and-so hit me. And then, like, I'd back him up. So I was, like, his, like, l- Lenny. Um, and then in middle school – is when I met Nick because then I started doing um I start I met Nick in uh, jujitsu um yeah that's right yeah and then me and Nick started playing the assassination game where we would be on the bus and either me or Nick Nick would sneak up on the other one and we'd like run our finger across the other the other guy's neck and that meant that you killed him um and I didn't like to lose and I remember one day we were on the bus and Nick had just killed me before he got off the bus. 
and I followed him onto his stop, and the bus took off and like left me, and I was on Nick's stop, like like stalking him, and I had to end up like calling my dad to like pick me up because I was on Nick's. I was like around Nick's house. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to just tell your story without people knowing the, I guess, multiple personalities that you have, because Nolan yeah. easily goes from, I guess it's, it's gotten better as he's grown up, but he would very easily go from normal, friendly to absolute blind, psychotic in just an instant too, because that day that Nolan uh, and I were playing the assassination game, and I assassinated him at the very end. This wasn't just like any more about the game. Nolan legitimately grabbed either some sharp uh, stone or stick or something and tried to chase me with it. And luckily at this time, Nolan was very fat and slow. And so I was uh, easily able to outrun him. But the, the, the fact that like Nolan just went into this uh, psycho mindset and I don't even know like how he snaps in or out of it, but that's not the first time we've, that I've personally seen Nolan go crazy. Then there was another time, uh, which Nolan could tell, when he just absolutely betrayed his best friend and that, just started beating the good. crap out of him. I think that's a good, good one taught from other people's perspectives. So you guys kind of want to explain how you – how because that's yeah. kind of both how you – I think that's how Kevin heard, heard of me, maybe. Well, no. So Okay, so in middle school, there was that big field. There was this – I think it was supposed to be a stalker field or something, but it wasn't really used for anything. But, but during lunch, Oh, cabin just disconnected during lunch cabin. And I would go up to the field just like most other kids. And then um, cabin and I would mostly hang out because cabin and I were already friends. And then one day we see these two guys, because a lot of people do WWE moves and stuff like that. And that's kind of what it looked like Nolan and Jordan were doing. And then all of a sudden, it, it didn't look like WWE anymore. And Nolan just started actually being serious and punching and kicking Jordan. Like he threw him to the ground and then was punching him and kicking him. And Jordan was now at this point visibly hurt. And yeah. And everyone is just kind of like walking, watching in, in awe, like, what the heck is going on at this point? Because th- at, before this, they were really good friends. And so Jordan's like literally on the ground, uh, curled up in a ball, and Nolan's kicking him like really hard. And everyone's kind of like, Nolan, stop, stop, stop. And Nolan finally stops. And he's like, it looks like he's walking away. And everyone's still in shock because they couldn't believe that Nolan just all of a sudden had this uh, switch in his head. And so as it seems, as Nolan's walking away, everyone's kind of looking at Jordan, making sure he's okay. Jordan's kind of coming up to his knees. And then Nolan comes sprinting back through the crowd and gets one last mega kick in directly in (laughs) Jordan's uh, chest, knocking him back over again. And we just couldn't believe it. Like this man was was a pure psycho, like the seventh grade weirdo that would go from being your best friend one second to attacking you as if you were his worst enemy the next. That's very interesting it was like, weird. to hear it from the outside um, perspective. Yeah. yeah, I remember that day because it was like when me and Jordan were, were playing and that's like how it did start off. And it like, I just, uh, it like, um, I think a crowd started like coming around us because they thought we were actually fighting at first. Well, because it was then, pretty common wanted... for people to do WWE stuff. Like, Cabin yeah, and I exactly. would, would play the same way. Yeah, Nick assaulted me once and uh, gave me the uh, FU by John Cena. And the fat yard dude <laughs> came up and said, you assaulted him. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> he did not hurt me. But in hindsight, I should have got Nick uh, suspended and it would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Um So the point is, it was pretty common. And so that's what Nolan and and Jordan were doing at first. Yeah, and I think, because there is something in my head that that twists when I get like a crowd too. Um, And I think the more people that started coming over, I started realizing like I didn't want to lose, like even if we were doing it like just playing around. So then I switched and I didn't tell Jordan that so then he wouldn't have a chance. 
And then I actually started landing blows on him at that point, but it was a complete surprise attack at that point. So he couldn't, like, defend himself. Um, And then when I did the finishing kick, I'm I'm pretty clear in my mind, because that was, like, I didn't like how how appalled everyone was at me, like, the looks that they were giving me and stuff. Like, I was this, like, weirdo, and and in my head, I was like, oh, you want to see weird, huh? I'll show you. I'll show you (laughs) fucked up if you think I'm fucked up. Okay. I'll show you guys. So then I, I was like, screw it they already think i'm like this like weird <laughs> psycho so i'll go all the way so that's what i did at the end with the kick i'll like i'll give him something to talk about yeah and like after that you know i just it, it was very hard to gauge nolan i feel like a lot of people i can talk to and you know you know how to push them and how they'll normally react but nolan was different because nolan this yeah this random like switch was kind of unpredictable and how crazy he would just randomly become and um because yeah even like even when we hung out with nolan later in high school um yeah it would just be like so random that he would just decide to be become this crazy person and go on an all-out attack and that's why like we would hang out with him and then all of a sudden it would be so random he would just attack ron or attack Noel or cabin or someone uh, just in this little crazy rage, rage mood. Or like one time we were in, um, we were, we were in a uh, wrestling match or a wrestling tournament and we had to stay out at a hotel and Nolan and I had to share a bed. It was me, Nolan, uh, Chavez and someone else. I don't remember who else was in the room, but all of a sudden, like in the middle of the night, Nolan, <laughs> he's totally normal the whole night. Right. And then at like 1am he like, lifts his little hands up and like tries to screech his uh nails down the wall as if he's like demonically possessed he's like (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and just started acting like a like some crazy demon for the rest of the night until eventually he was pushed off the bed and into a corner and that's where he slept yep yeah i think that came from my dad growing up like he loved to like scare us as kids so i thought that you know i would try to scare you guys maybe get you guys thinking that i was like i'd like lost the switch yeah, yeah. but I, yeah i would say as nolan got older he he calmed down obviously he he made a had a good group of friends in high school um this was kind of like crazy i guess you could say almost like a pre-whore nolan because yeah so we're going through all the phases of nolan tonight uh-huh. like I'm, I'm trying i'm thinking of, of of senior nolan here yeah that's true uh, that's ver, ver, uh, ver, ver, virgin nolan for, yeah for sure. um yes well, you kind of started to become coming a, a bigger member of the group playing more like civ we all got connected through civ which nolan was very emotional through that as well yeah uh like when we were playing one game of Civ and Cabin betrayed him in, in some way that almost like killed Nolan completely. And Nolan was so mad the next day. He was like that? legitimately wanted to punch Cabin in the face. I think that was when. Wait, hold on. Am I still in here? Yeah. yeah. I just rejoined. Yeah, no, you're in. Oh, okay. No, no. I was going to make sure the point that I don't think Nolan changed at all. I think he was able to get his frustration down other means. Instead of beating up poor innocent kids, he was able to play it through video games. Alcohol, huh. that's why he's an alcoholic. Sex, that's why he's a fucking whore. I mean, there's so many other reasons why he was able to get his frustration down. Huh, that's a good analytical point. Yeah, well, he's still the same piece of shit he was when he was 12. Don't fucking fool the audience. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I've never really thought of it, about it that way. But yeah, as Nolan got older, he started fighting less. But then those other habits... Uh, increase at the same rate uh, well, started becoming same, a yeah I think that's a good like psychoanalysis and I think that a lot of it too is I, I don't know I've always kind of seek thrills but not in the same way as someone who like does motocross or something like that but I like the I don't know something about it's either it's I get it out of comp like, like conflict and I get it out of like dangerous stuff so like but it's more like, you know, like when I go alone in Oakland and I'll go to like sketchy bars alone and I'll like walk around the streets and because I get kind of a thrill 
that I'm kind of like this. It's okay. I don't know. It's it's it's. I can't really describe it as like I'm like a like a predator because that sounds weird. Um, but it's like I'd like the feeling of <laughs> not having like any previous connection to the people that I meet. Like I'm able to make myself something else or like. Um, yeah, you like to become a psychopath and make new personalities for yourself. Yeah, true. And I and I and I'm surprised you haven't like just randomly changed your name and and whole life story yeah um and that's also why i like traveling also and like being the the alien in the room um yeah you'd like to be different for sure yeah so cabin how would you describe uh high school nolan as like if we we're to break nolan up into different phases of the nolan person what what unique things would you say about him were exemplified during the last couple years of high school. Cabin? I think Cabin keeps disconnecting. Can you can you hear me now? Do I have to leave on the Oh yeah. I think I have to leave the yeah, app. Yeah I can on. hear you now. Extra yeah. messages on Instagram or thoughts. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well I heard on. everything. So where I left off was um, after the Shady told me to meet Nolan, Nolan beat the Shannon Jordan Young, as he said. Yeah. I had a class with Nolan freshman year. <laughs> um, it was called Study Hall. It's where, you know, the kids go and they do their homework if they're worth a shit of a student. If you're a degenerate piece of shit who doesn't give a fuck about school like me at that point, I sat in there and did jack shit. Mm. And um, no one was in the class, and he was a goody two shoes little bitch, um, to put it nicely. And no one had an older sister who was in the course as well, and uh, the study hall. And she'd come in, and the, the classroom was in rows, right? So it was upper level, middle level, low level. No one has an attractive sister, as everybody knows. Or if you don't know, you can know. It's a Google Nolan Camel, you can find a sister. Um, <laughs> anyway. He would come in. She's attractive. We're all 13, 14 year little boys. I was like, man, she's fucking hot. And I'd see Nolan right there. I'm like, Nolan, your sister's fucking hot. And I'd proceed to make lewd gestures towards him, even though I really uh-huh. didn't even really know the guy. But I wanted to let him know what how I felt. And um, that's how our relationship first began through my lewd gestures about his sister. I haven't got to see my like early and, um, side because then. When me and Kevin would have study hall together, we got bored, and then I invented out of like scrap paper, um, like a I made me and him like a battleship board, and I would tell him to suck yeah. my cack. We would play, mm. and, he, and he would tell me to suck his cack back. That's how our friendship began. No, yeah. not cock. It's cack. Suck our cack. Yeah, that's right. That was my first interaction with him. And then the next year, guess what? We asked Study Hall again in our honors history class. <laughs> this time it wasn't as fun because we had this bitch named Miss Farmer who was a just a miserable human being of a human. And uh, we couldn't talk, but we sat next to each other and we were smarter than all these people. That's right. Kids. We got fives on the um, exam. Yeah. And then, and then we eventually found this beautiful game that we all enjoyed together called Civ. Civ 4, maybe junior year, maybe senior yeah, I year, I don't remember. Senior year. And we got no one to start playing. Yeah, I think the game. And no one, man. Oh, oh no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm eating this. Uh, um, all of us, it was able to, you were able to re- re- really express everyone's personalities through the game because it's like a strategy game. So and where you run yeah it was country so it's you got you kind of got to see everyone's personalities played out in how they played the game so like cabin being very uh like manipulative and very like about like um deep making deals and swindling and like being behind nice. people's yeah. back so of it was course a lot of, like DMing and like he would send you like a text and then maybe t- to trade you private message of like DMing and stuff um and then Nick was very uh, 
upstanding, very like things had to be like order in a certain way. Um, Ron was very much just kind of like Ron. Ron was a a person that, how do you explain Ron and Siv? Someone that wanted to be neutral, but then secretly didn't want to be neutral. He just wanted to screw over whoever was winning. And then Nolan was obviously just complete chaos. If if you were to think of what a barbarian is and, and barbarian leadership, that's that's exactly what Nolan is. And I am the shining light in a world of shit. No. Always have been. And if if you ever were to look at our steam names, I mean our our things go well uh with Nolan being Ramsey Bolton, me being Jon Snow and Kevin being Peter Baelish. I think those are all accurate representations of how we all would Ron how Jamie we all Lannister. Would play. Yeah. Yeah, we have Ron was Jamie Lannister. Which it's like, yeah, so Jamie Lannister was kind of like a bad guy, right? But also had good qualities. Kind of did things yeah, selfishly, but I, that's a good way to describe Ron. Yeah, that's that's a good. Uh, Ron was a really a good Jamie Lannister, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that game really really united the four of us and really started to bring uh, Nolan more into into this group. Uh, just because like Nolan was very, very into the game. Um, like I said, Nolan will get very emotional based off of like the things that would happen, um, like the betrayals, uh, especially because, okay, a lot of times I was the one that was betrayed and Cabin was usually the, the master betrayer. Whoever Cabin's side he chose, they usually ended up winning. And so one of the times when Cabin betrayed Nolan, that's when Nolan basically lost it. Um, didn't see the betrayal coming. Was legitimately upset and was talking to me the next day at wrestling practice about how he wanted to punch Cabin and and fight Cabin yeah. for real. That's not nice. Oh, it wasn't very nice. What an asshole! But but again, that's Nolan's uh, crazy side that kind of comes out. You could say, you know, He's very aggressive. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Nolan. I think he must have disconnected or something. But no, he's connected. He's just listening. Okay. But what would what else would you say about high school Nolan then, Cabin? Um, he dated this girl named Brittany who was really nice and he was a piece of shit. This is one of the first uh evolutions of Nolan. We we did his role game once. At our county fair, you know the Mark Twain story about the jumping frog. Yes, Anybody ever listen right. to this piece of shit? Okay. Known to yeah, we can hear you. Huh? Now. Anyway, no, I'm telling the story Just about the jumping sure. frog. You fucking asshole! This shit proves he's an asshole. He's interrupting my story. Anyway, to put it nicely, we are all role playing our hillbilly roles. He is Victor Crowley, this stuttering Louisiana piece of shit. And his girlfriend, Brittany at the time, was uh, – what was her name, Nick? What would we call her? Brittany? I didn't know that she had a name. I thought only we had names. No, no. She showed up. We gave her a name at one point. Um, it was like Mary Beth or something? I really don't remember uh, her showing up. I remember well, Nolan being with us. In. Okay, yeah. I was Frank Bailey. Jordan was uh, Baxter Townsley. Townsley, yep. Brandon was Cletus. Pale. Yep, and then Gavin, or uh, yeah, Tojo. Gavin was Tojo, and Asian American. Yep, and then Nolan. Uh, we didn't have enough Victor space Crowley. in the car, and so Nolan had to get in the trunk. Yep, I that. I guess it's irrelevant to the point, but I feel like I should have been noted. That's a good note. I did sneak. I I did climb under the seats to sneak into the county fair. <laughs> Remember, we, we we went to but a yeah, I don't. Uh, Donald's and we ordered our food in our accents. Yeah, we did. Yeah, cabin. Uh, so t- elaborate more on the Britney stuff because I don't remember much of that. Okay, um, sorry, I was messaging this group chat. I was in with these little college shits. Um, I was telling the story about Brad and the meth tweaks in West Point, but that's another story for another day. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, Brittany and Nolan. Brittany was a sweet young girl, and Nolan's a piece of shit. Um, what more can I say? Um, <laughs> he took advantage of a nice girl, and he's a, just a bastard. Anyway, moving <laughs> on to the next point. I, I will mark that from the record. <laughs> How would you say Nolan... Uh, Nolan's relationship with Brittany led him to become a, a whore in college. Well, she was a sweet girl who probably really liked him. I think she lost her virginity to him. Um, and I'm pretty sure he lost her his virginity to her. But Nolan always he gravitated them more. Hmm. And when we insulted him and said that she looked like her brother, we called oh, him baby. I did food. tell him that. I did yeah. tell him that. We all was on the yeah, I was, well, I was on the track team um, doing the pole vaulting, and that's when I noticed uh, her younger brother, and they had, like, an identical face. And that's when I told Nolan, I said, Nolan, you know, she looks exactly like her brother. Like, she looks like baby Kohler. And, uh, and then, you know, once one thing catches on in the group, everyone else, like, jumps in and attacks you. There's no... There's no one that stands up for you. It's just once some weakness is exposed, it's exposed and uh, exploited. Yes. And mm-hmm. So that's exactly what happened with that. You know, and then Nolan broke up with her, ruined, it, ruined her uh, heart, and he betrayed her trust. And then he became holding <laughs> one in college, which is the next journey of this book. College years. The Oh, the college years of Nolan. Ian and Shane on for that transition. Um, oh, that would be yeah. perfect. It would be perfect to get Shane at least. I bet Shane would do it if you asked him. Shane yeah. Um, college, I remember. I remember calling Brittany when I was a freshman because I had just gone to some parties and like. Um, I had honestly seen some, like, pretty, like, you know, some pretty girls and, like, as a freshman. Nolan? I think we lost you. Kevin, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. No, I think he probably went to go message a Tinder whore, and that's why we lost service, because that's what we found earlier in this conversation. When I try to do that is when we lost the touch of speaking. Is it as soon as you log out of the app or just minimize thing, uh, the app? You, you minimize. I think my screen my screen uh, locked and then it did that. After a while, okay. so you, gotcha. you are the only piece no, of shit with an in this chat. Um, to let that be known. <laughs> For the record. No, I just, For the record, I found your garbage. Hmm. Well, anyway, so it was freshman year of college. I just got my first it. couple college parties and i was actually getting like some a little bit of attention from like the opposite sex and i wasn't acting on it faithful boyfriend and but i like i i was feeling bad because i wanted to act on it and i like was like feeling like i you know because i hadn't seen my girlfriend for a few weeks and i was just feeling like um yeah like i wanted to kind of try new things I guess as harsh as that sounds and I so I called her one day after class and I just told her that um that I think we should break up and I remember I was very like I was like very worried of like how she would react and she actually wasn't super upset she was more um, angry than anything she was very angry and then I just like, after the- wait what's the difference between being angry and like, upset yes but not in a like, <laughs> but not in like a teary way, you know, not like a crying, more like a you son of a bitch kind of way. Oh, and then, yeah. And then I was like, and then I wouldn't you think that's worse? It, it was worse. I think. Well, I would have. No, I'd rather have that over crying. Um, huh. Okay. And then, yeah. And then so that's how we broke up. Um, and then yeah. And then I became a dishwasher at Maritime and. That was the first time that I'd gotten super, super drunk was because my f- friends had taken me into our uh, our room freshman year. And as part of to get over, like, because me and my friend, I broke up with my girlfriend and then he got dumped like the week after that. So to uh, to mediate that, he went out and bought a handle of vodka 
and this starts my whole transition down my path of vodka was that we started passing it back and forth, but he tricked me. It was him and three of his friends, and they were passing it in a circle, and they were all faking, like, pulling on it. Like, a pull was, like, taking a drink, um, and they kept passing it to me, where I, I thought they were all taking real drinks, um, but they were not. They were just skipping to me. So I drank alone, like, half this, like, handle of, like, of <laughs> the worst, like, plastic like vodka ever it tastes it smelled like gasoline and then um we all went to bed and i ended up waking up that night at like 1 a.m or like puking all over myself um just it was nasty i was just throwing up over myself and i felt like i was dying and uh and i ended up missing for mason which is at six o'clock and afterwards though my friends came to find me because they realized i was gone and my one friend from my Portuguese friend actually came in and he saw that I was covered in my own puke and just like lying there and he actually put on like from family guy like that made he put on like like ye- yellow gloves and like an apron and stuff and he, he had like, a <laughs> bottle of like Windex of like um of, like cleaner and like all this other stuff and he actually cleaned up all my stuff he got my sheets he, he washed all my sheets um he like wiped down my my side of the broom and stuff and then he like led me to the bathroom or, to where he put me in like the sh- shower and so i stood there and showered for like an hour and i ended up blacking out again in the shower and it's like communal showers so like it's like a big sh- sh- shower area and i i passed out like um you have these little separators in between but they're just like sheets and so I just fell on the ground and I like woke up like that after a little like an hour. And luckily, like no one what was in there to like report me or anything. But um, I like got up from that, realizing I'd been on the ground. And then I like scuttled my way back to my room and I slept like a whole day. I basically had alcohol poisoning and just like recovered off of it alone. And yeah, that was like a really that was started my freshman year. And just after that, it was parties and. That's when I started like having more casual sex, and uh, yeah, that was the beginning of the downfall. For for that was like Nolan. What if you called? Would you call Nolan High School like any type of Nolan? Would that be like Nolan point five or Nolan Nolan one? I guess that would. Go ahead. Mm, hard to say. I guess I would say I would say that's prequel, prequel Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. High school. Yeah. yeah. And then college Nolan is Nolan, Nolan one, one was probably the biggest four of all time. <clears throat> I have a yeah, which you know it's kind of sorry, go ahead. It, it's kind of odd that you would think that like blacking out and having that that act that experience that you would stop drinking, but it instead that experience turned you into a massive alcoholic uh, whore man. Yeah, well, I agree. With so Nolan that's that point. interesting. I agree with Nolan on that point. I had a few points I wanted to refute against him though. Okay, first off. He he forgot to mention the fuck Nolan chat that uh, <laughs> for the entire first year of his or first two years of his college experience. Yes. But we'll get to that in a minute. Second part, he says he feels bad that Brittany was mad at him. He didn't give two fucks. He wanted to go stick his willy in whatever the fucking little hot orifice he could do. So don't listen <laughs> to you. Third, he's a, that experience of him passing out and missing the formation and getting drunk in the shower. It wasn't bad. It made him – that experience made him lust for it. It made him <laughs> lust for alcohol. I really was – well, What know. makes you say that? Because like a month. It's a, shut the fuck up. It's a fellow alcoholic who's been down that road. <laughs> the best times you have are the stories when you got so blackout fucked up that you thought you were about to die. It's a rush. It's like skydiving. It's like getting knocked out. It's like fucking shooting a gun. It's like throwing a grenade. It's all the same shit. It's that rush that you will never feel again. So when you get blackout drunk like that, you might feel like shit for three days. You might have alcohol poisoning. But it's that rush that you knew you had it. Yeah, I mean, there is a reason that I drink still, right? And then I go back to it, even though it makes me feel the way I do. It's kind of, again, the same reasoning why I go to, like, the dangerous parts of town alone and i like to trap i would travel alone which if like no one else wanted to go yeah i guess it's also odd because it was vodka that yeah. you drank that made you black out right yeah and isn't that your favorite alcohol now 
I feel like for a lot of people, it's the opposite. Once they black out and puke all over themselves with some kind of alcohol, they Definitely don't want to no. drink that again. Um, yeah, no, it's weird. Again, Nolan is the opposite, the exception to everyone else because, well, he's That's different. It's the nicest way I can say that. Yeah, because when I the so I don't ever drink Captain Morgan anymore because the first time that I blacked out was when I drank a bunch of Captain Morgan and I and I couldn't stop puking. It was like really bad. It was like after you puke yeah. everything up and you're just dry heaving, and like for me, I think that was like the worst alcohol experience I had. And so for that reason, I won't ever drink Captain Morgan again. I know for a lot of yeah. people it's Fireball. But it's. I think it's really interesting that for you, vodka, but now vodka is your favorite alcohol. Maybe you were just meant to be an alcoholic Maybe. in the long run. Kind of like Cabin was meant to be an alcoholic. <laughs> but maybe, that's a story for really another time. Drinking wine. Maybe, that, maybe like your WAP aspect. He, he would be a wine guy. I like wine too, but he'd be a better wine yeah, guy. Like he just needs to hang out with Ron for a while. I feel like wine has rules. And wine has like characteristics and body and like you can. Yeah, but okay, don't don't associate Ron with wine because Ron is a different. No, Ron's not a classy a box, wine drinker. Box. Ron is a is a is a white trash. Yeah, box <laughs> wine drinker. Ron, Ron would I mean I, four, Ron would still be drinking four locos if we all did. Oh yeah, Ron Ron is the person that. That it would be okay with drinking directly from the box on his couch, you know, not even have the, the class to pour the wine in the glass. Cocaine, if as long as we did it, as long as we draw a line and we sorted it first, Ron would. <laughs> That's a story. For me. I agree. <laughs> and yeah, Ron would come up with the cocaine all in his fucking <laughs> so beard and shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, it should be noted, and this is not related to the topic, but out of all of us, Ron yes. has been kicked out of bars the most. Yep. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. Ron, Ron is always. Well, I mean, okay, so we were there on uh, on the New Year's, and Ron got kicked out of that bar, yep. and Ron was extremely drunk. I, so I you know, Ron is not this crazy. this saint that he portrays himself oh, no. to be. He's a piece of shit. He's a two faced piece of shit. <laughs> He's a degenerate with a with yeah. a normal person mask on. Exactly. Whereas, like Nolan, everyone as soon as you meet him, you know he's a piece of shit. Huh. It's accepted. Like everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you meet Nolan, you you if you didn't yeah. know him you would think he's really nice but if you did know him just a little bit you would know that <laughs> he's, he's fake i think you his know, personality think is fake as fuck that was probably your wife yeah she did and uh well that's mostly because i told her all about you really before she talked to you and so we're the ones that like, one day we sat down and had like a big conversation about i don't know you must be a sociopath at the bare minimum because of your random ability to just so quickly make a new personality that's completely fake and say everything that yeah. someone wants to hear. But you, we know you don't mean it because you're a little evil cuck weasel in the inside. Cabin, on the other hand, is probably the most mm -hmm. honest person you'll meet up front. Even though he'll say things that you probably like make you question, like, is that like socially acceptable? Then Cabin just laughs and takes a shot, and then yeah, I would say everyone Cabin's just laughs with him. Very honest, but Cabin, yeah, I would agree. So we have so there's okay. Two Nolan, so Nolan one is Nolan through yeah, Nolan one, um, and then the next chapter of the Nolan saga comes with a girl named Julie. And this is the chapter when Nolan saw the Lord I for the first time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you weren't just you weren't a, just a Christian after this. Nolan, Nolan was in his uh, pastor training days. Cabin is uh, 
Calvin's gone. Well, Ka- I need beyond beyond this one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely need Calvin here because I feel like okay. So I knew that you liked Julie, but I, I Calvin definitely Calvin had I think gotten out, and so Calvin interacted more and knew a lot more about the Nolan Julie saga and the transformation of Nolan 1.0 to yeah, the, the Nolan infamous 2. Nolan 2.0. 2. Yeah. I rejoined. Um, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. country bumpkin, but fuck real tree rebel. It's fine. I expected it, especially because whenever we play video games, you're always lagging. So Kevin, we're on Nolan 2.0. Is this like, so if Julie, oh, oh, okay. So we went from poor college Nolan to uh, cucking for Christ. Excuse my language if you're a Christian. Um, I first encountered this Nolan, uh, the California State Fair 2017. Oh my gosh, that was the I, um, going out. That was just when me and Julie were yeah, yeah. talking. Yeah, I was just freshly out of the United States Marine Corps. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Note that. Um, I'm a disabled veteran. I just had ACL and PCL uh, meniscus surgery, and I couldn't hardly walk. But I decided to go to the State Fair with my friends, Ron, Denon, Jordan, to go meet Nolan and his college friends. Well, Nolan's already all black and drunk by the time we meet him. Nolan's still 1.0. Signs of, of Nolan and, 1.0. And, but, but the difference here, he's with this little ginger, um, her brunette friend, and three big tall motherfuckers. These three tall motherfuckers are all hedge fund babies. My daddy's a lawyer. My daddy's a hedge fund manager. My daddy plays for UCLA. And Nolan's sitting here all blackout drunk. I like the redhead guys. And, and so no, Ron and Denon, they took the responsible route and they decided to get blackout and drunk off Jackaritas at 10 in the morning. Um, and oh, they drunk, they drank these new beers called Denogonizers, which are like 12% and it tastes like dirt and bark. Ron and Denon proceed to get blackout and drunk. They observe Ron and Denon are both very observant people. Um, they observed Den- or Nolan being a cuck and they started shouting, How do you spell Nolan? C U C K. That's the top of their lungs at California State yeah. Fair. While he we were following this group of girls and these three hedge fund babies around. Cabin actually remained pretty sober this experience because I these guys were fucked up and I had to make sure they weren't like dead. So that was my first experience for Cuck for Christ Nolan. But he wasn't really Cuck he for wasn't, Christ at that point. But he was on the journey of salvation for cucking for Christ. He was getting on his knees, preparing for it, the glory hole to open. It, this this we'd say this will be the beginning this of is, the chapter, like the first this paragraph. Is, yeah, exactly. This is like when um, I forgot the guy in the Bible, but when he he talked to the burning bush about killing his kid. This was about that step in the Bible for Nolan. This was a class of like <laughs> this was the beginning of because I knew she didn't like. The, I knew she wouldn't like Nolan 1.0. So I knew that was the first time, though, that I'd liked someone enough that I was, like, willing to change or willing to try to change. And when I get in any new hobby or anything, I kind of, at first least, I go all into it. Like, whether it's, like, uh, learning about computers or it's, like, uh, getting into Civ or getting into something new. Like, I kind of, like, I research about it. I, like, get really into it right off the bat and i feel like she was kind of that same thing so i got really into it right off the bat and found a way to like to again to get what i wanted which was a girlfriend so i yeah i really like uh did my research and i put on the new and then we saw over time went nolan 1.2 1.5 1.6 and then by the time i was bringing julie uh, dating her back to ron's like and we were having little like dates there but with ron and krista it was full of nolan 2.0 and at that time a big part of um my girlfriend was her religion and i also still have that same religion 
I mean, I've kind of fallen off the horse a little bit, <laughs> but um, it's still there. Um, but during that time, I would go to church twice a week. I'd go on Wednesdays to small group, and I'd go on Sundays to regular church. Um, and that became like the mainstay of any conversation, pretty much. Like any, a lot of our our interactions. Um, and I think. And that's when the group dubbed me Nolan to point oh because I'd gone through such a dramatic change from being basically the biggest whore in the group, like a drunk, to like Mr. Saint. And, and that's where Cabin gets on me. So what, was the motivation going to, for going to church, you did it for Julie or you did it because you wanted <laughs> or you wanted to change I, was, I thought i saw myself going into a new stage of my life and i thought that something had to change as well as you know it was a big part of julie's life so i went along and support or, or to that but part of me did actually feel that i needed some sort of positive change you know you know what ron denon and cabin thought about this the trio because we were all living with each other at this point for three months this was zuko lost in the earth kingdom Cabin, Dennis, and Ron all thought <laughs> Nolan was a cuck for Christ. Well, and that was a daily conversation at the Ron house. Ron would come home from work. Dennis and I were sitting there fighting the watermelon ghost, drinking 40s, waiting for Ron to come home so we can go to Fusion Grill. <laughs> and we would get drunk off two or three 40s or a box of wine. And we'd all talk about Nolan cucking for Christ. Literally going to the confession booth, spreading his ass to get. That was the lamest form of a Nolan that ever existed. Don't let him fool you with his tomfoolery and lies about what he wanted to see for Christ. Pure bullshit, and I have two other witnesses to prove my point. <laughs> oh, too bad those two witnesses will never come on here you to know, testify. You know, I would if we called him like 10 hours ahead of time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, Nolan. He's got a good point. Two went um went a while. Um, it actually was my least favorite Nolan, and I talked to him the least amount in this time period. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because then Nolan would come visit us with Julie, and then tell us about how much of a cuck for Christ he was and, and uh, get us to become more spiritual. And I mean, at this time I was still in the military, so I didn't really get a lot of Nolan 2.0, just mostly the trash talk from Kevin, Ron and Denon about how cuckish Nolan was. And ultimately this chapter ends with Julie breaking up with Nolan. Yeah. For Kevin, this was his favorite favorite time um i don't i I think i think out of all the changes that nolan did for julie it still wasn't enough because if i remember right the reason why she broke up with him was because he wasn't no that's uh, christian enough or you say it was more like it was a combination so it was i was obviously showing like less of a willing to i stopped wanting to go to a small group on like the wednesdays and i Oh yes, yes. Nolan, Nolan the old was Nolan like, was reviving like, a little bit from all the totally trash talk that his friends were doing. Like that, like you can treat it, but you're never going to completely go away. <laughs> so I would have these breakouts of Nolan one point, like a little bit, like it'd show its head, um, and I'd be like, "No, I want to." Like... Well, and especially having friends, or I guess quote unquote friends, that kept yeah. whispering so all these wanna... bad things into your so head. And, roasting and she you. also really liked like um concerts and stuff which i'll admit i'm not a big music fan so i i also turned down a few like concerts so there was a side thing of like you don't like the things that i like and i said well the things you like are are dumb so that was that was like <laughs> that was a little bit of a chat i won't <laughs> put it all on um, our relationship with god um but it was a, some of the things like that that being a large one then it ended with one day um she pulled up on my doorstep randomly, like drove up here 
And then she was like, hey, I'm outside. Like, I want to talk to you. As soon as she said that, I knew it in my head. I was like, okay, we're breaking up. And then I I walked downstairs and I was like, I was like, hey, what's up? And she's like tearing up. She's like, hey, can we go on a drive? And I'm like, yep. And I I was like, I turned, I I used my abilities that Nick has said. And I, I was, for a second, I was so angry that she would like dare like do this. And then I was like, because after, but, but I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not going to give anything. So I got in the car and I just like smiled up and I acted like nothing was wrong. And she's like, obviously upset. And, uh, and she parks behind like a car and she's like, uh, um, so like, I know that, you know, she's saying, I don't really what was going on, but she, like, we've been ha- having our issues and blah, blah. And then she's like, she worded it more like we should take like, like an extended break. Um, like you know we should you know for a while we shouldn't see each other and blah blah and uh, 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 at what so point did she after, tell you this so in the car like, ride i'm curious was so it at the so end no, no, the so middle we're driving she's oh. trying to say hey so you know we've been having our issues and blah blah and then she but really she just went around the corner so it's like a two-minute drive we go around the corner we park by like a car next to like a park there's a park right next to like our house or to my house um and then so we pull up there and then she's like she says that part and then she's like yeah i think you know and now she's trying to cry like she's like fully tears are coming out and she's like having a hard time saying, saying it and she's like i think we should mom like we shouldn't see each other like a while and i just get out of the car and i go okay sounds good see see at work and then i close the door i don't slam it i don't anything i just close the door and then i walk back at my house and then she and then she left in the in the car crying oh. and she was like calling me to come back and talk more and I just walked to the house and then no which is wasn't I, the reaction she wanted to see my, was, of course not they feel I was bad. yeah I was so mad that I was just like I'm gonna I try to make it you know because I was a dick so I was gonna try to make it feel as hard as I could so I was like yeah fuck you so then I walked back and then oh, of the course. thing is that we worked together still for like six more months and we worked in the same office, like right next to one another, like really cl- close anyway. Um, and like we, weeks after that, uh, like she, you know, she would try to talk to me in the office and stuff. And because um, I would sit next to another girl in the office and she would show like a little bit of like jealousy towards that. Um, so she would like come over and like try to like give me shoulder rubs sometimes and stuff. And I was just completely like, like go, go away. Um, and then, uh, and then I switched companies. Um, and then she did too, like a few months after I did and she's no longer in the Bay and she lives in LA now. And that was really the, oh, and she the, did breakup, the, 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 the real death of Nolan 2.0 was probably oh breakup night because then i just went i went full four again i went like for a brief period i was nolan 1.0 straight up over again for like a three four week period ever and then i bounced <laughs> out it was like a stock market like a really good price and then it crashed and then it bounced back back up but not all the way back. it bounced like halfway back up and that was nolan like I that's like pretty nolan much the basis of current me because he learned from his stupid mistakes. Was no one one point oh? What would huh? you? What would you call this one? Nolan one point five. No, this is Nolan totally 3. a. This is totally a rebirth of his. This is a. He has the elements of Nolan one point and but he learned from his fuck ups of being a cut for Christ, that not to be such a bitch, and and it, honestly, it's made him a much better person. So I think that Nolan, that college Nolan, was a dumb bitch. I mean, he had a lot of good elements going for him, but he was a dumb bitch. He didn't learn life yet. That he needed that cuck for Christ moment for two years. He needed to literally fucking coddle Christ nutsack in his gullet to understand life. And that that pain or suffering or whatever he did there helped him become the better human being he is today. Thank you. So are you saying that this is Nolan? Hmm. 3.0 then or one and a half yeah no th- so, i i think this is by far the best Nolan. oh i think i think he that the grown... n- n- number scale is not value it's just we're like, just saying to say oh, this, no, is, this is definitely 3.0 yeah. 
This isn't gay fucking cooking for Christ okay, or fucking so this is, gay little rhino called bitch. Another another way we can we can analyze him is you had Nolan, which was Nolan 1.0 in, in college, and you had Noodle. New Nolan, which was his classic nickname for the yep. longest time, and then you have New New yep. Nolan, uh, which is current Nolan, which is a, which is best Nolan, Nolan I think. It, I mean, if Nolan evolves again, I probably won't like him as much. Well, it, it's hard to say. Like, what kind of future evolutions could Nolan? He could get have? married and cuck for Christ again. But I don't think. Well, I don't yeah. know. Nolan has had uh, several girlfriends where, yeah, he thought he was going to get more serious, but that then that past comes up, I think, and 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 it reawakens him. The only Nolan one pulls the strings now. that I can see is like a is like a, I get married for like five years or ten years, and then I get a divorce, and then it's like back to like true, true. There'd probably be some, it'd be like a, but it'd be very similar to new, new, Nolan Cause it'd be like a combination of things. I'm getting really we close. To... Yeah. Except yeah. you would be in your, in your upper thirties and trying to use your money we to flaunt 20 year old chicks. Yeah. Well, whatever money you would hey, have left. You know what? Divorce. I take it back. That would be my favorite, favorite. No. Which one? That that one that that one we're presuming that would be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Future Nolan. Because really, really the Ron and Nick evolutions. This is a whole different debate for another day. But those two evolutions really haven't changed too much. I don't think. I think I think Nick and Ron That's have not true. evolved as much. Yeah. I think uh, Denon has a nice evolution. I think Jordan has a slight evolution. I think Jordan has a good history. Jordan has. It's hard to argue who would have the the most character development up to this point. Nolan has had a huge one. Kevin has had, I'd say, a moderate. But Jordan has also had a huge character development. Jordan has had a big one. Um, but the reason why Jordan, in in a way, Jordan hasn't had any character development because Jordan has always been indecisive. But his indecisiveness. Is what has led him to have many different been, paths in his been, life. He's been pulled so in that way, he doesn't fight the pull. So he goes. Well, no, he <laughs> changes his mind to these new forces. <laughs> like even when we were all sitting, uh, when we were all uh, poolies uh, in Gunny Lane's office for the Marines, and Jordan couldn't even make up his mind on what job he was going to do. He changed every single week <laughs> we went. He did. And so this this uh, indecisiveness has led him to potentially yeah, have it, the I most character Jim development. Or Nolan, more than I Nolan, think it I don't would know. be my three top finalists for that. I think Yours and Ron's have been I pretty. I mean, there's, there obviously everybody's changed their degree. Uh, you know who has the least? James. Yeah. <laughs> James literally is like James stuff is the like same person he was in high school. Zone. <laughs> he's he was the isolationist whore yep. in Civ, and he's the isolationist yes, whore in real 100%. life. Nothing has changed. Oh, just choking the beer. <sighs> well, this was a a good talk. Uh, I'm definitely gonna title this one "The Life of Nolan Cannell," and that might get yeah. a good couple local <laughs> listens. But um, I think it was a good one. It lasted over an hour. I think this is the longest yeah. podcast we've yeah. done so far. You know, and we could always re- but we could always make a remake I one day it. of like parts that we missed. Like we didn't really go in depth about the fuck Nolan chat. We didn't really go in depth about like the descent of Cuck for we'll Christ Nolan. Assholes. We, we really also didn't. didn't talk about like what my major was, what my school was, what my, what my job was. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. We just went, we just, it's kind of weird that we were o- over an hour just talking about the Outer shell of Nolan's transition. So, who knows how long the other one will go? Master's psychology student because they'd be cheap because they're poor, and we paid them like an hour to be on with us just to take (laughs) notes and then send us a copy of their notes. 
You know, I could ask some of the psychology kids I know I go to school with, I'd feel like I'd be ratted out for whatever things I say. <laughs> would have to be like sworn to like conf- confidentiality. Yeah. yeah, true, true. Well, alrighty, I'm gonna get on back to it. Yeah, this has I been think. a good conversation, brothers. Also, fuck Ron for not totally joining the chat. He had no hey, reason to not join fuck today. Ron. 100% agree. I can't wait to listen to all these when we're like 60 years old. Hey, this has been... <laughs> I agree. We'll play him on, a, on a loop funeral. whenever we open up that bar. Well, to think of another one. I like this <laughs> idea of series about the evolution or the history of Nick, the history of Jordan, the history of Ron, the history of whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think they're good. Okay, for guys, sure. I'll let you go. Yeah. But alrighty then. Later. This has been. Avidas.